News Talk 1110 WBT. Pete Callender here, and joining me is Tommy Hicks. He is the uh, RNC co-chair. Welcome to the program. Tommy, how are you? I'm great, Pete. How are you doing? I am doing well. So uh, when did this really uh, kick off for you, the election season? Like, when do you market? Do you, like, uh, have a day on the calendar when it officially begins for you guys? Or is it just kind of like this is, like, all year long, constant state of affairs? It's, it's all year long, constant state of affairs. You know, right now, we're, we're doing everything we can as the RNC to grow the party. We're registering voters. Um, we're opening community centers across the country and, and focusing on black, Hispanic, and Asian Pacific American communities. Uh, we're focused on election integrity. We want to make sure that the American people are confident their vote counts. And that's uh, voter ID. That's um, custody of ballots that's uh, purging voter rolls of people who've, who've moved or died. And so it's a nonstop uh, fight to make sure that we put Republican candidates in the best position to win in November because we have to win. Well, and Democrats seem very uh, interested in helping you win. That's <laughs> the only uh, thing Joe I Joe Biden <laughs> and Nancy Pelosi are the most radical Democrats we've ever seen. This is the most radical administration, and they're also incompetent. I mean, just look don't not just inflation, gas prices, open borders, but but the foreign policy is unbelievable as well. It was tragic what happened in Afghanistan. Tragic. We lost thirteen of our best. We have hundreds still behind enemy lines. Uh, but it was a humiliation for us, and it made us look weak in front of Russia and China and everybody else in the world. And frankly, it's dangerous. Joe Biden needs to resign. But all right, so okay, so I got to ask. You say Joe Biden needs to resign. You you, you don't have any expectation like that's going to happen. He's not going to do that, and Democrats are not going to uh, uh, they're not going to join you in that cry either, right? I mean, so that's. I mean, I know Democrats said that about Trump, and they impeached him twice. So then maybe like why not try to run on something like that? Is that part of the uh, the promises the Republicans may be offering here? Is that, hey, put us in charge and we'll try to impeach this guy? Well, the reality is he probably will not resign. Um, so we need to win back the House. We need to take back the Senate. Um, we need to make a statement here that the American people do not stand for this radical agenda of the modern-day Democrat Party. Yeah, I started the show talking about this because our candidate filing opened in North Carolina yesterday. And, well, well, it did finally open. It was it was set to open, and then a three-judge court of appeals, state court of appeals panel said no because of the legislative maps uh, that were drawn, and they said gerrymandering, and so then they put a, a freeze on the filing, and then uh, the full court of appeals came back a couple hours later and said, okay, you can file. So uh, this is classic North Carolina politics where it's just – it's a – it's kind of a poop show <laughs> just all the time with the legislative maps. Now, um, we, I'm sure you're aware, North Carolina, we, we get sued pretty regularly with, uh, for our maps. Are you aware of any litigation that, uh, uh, that is targeting Democrat gerrymanders in other states? I know um, what the former attorney general, uh, Eric Holder, he's very, very concerned about this uh, this issue. Are you aware of any lawsuits he's filing or Mark Elias is running in other states that I, maybe I've missed? Well, I know in my home state of Texas, uh, the DOJ is, is, is suing uh, the state of Texas over over what what how they you know propose the maps. But you know, there, nobody's nobody's complaining about Illinois or New York, 
and they're trying to eliminate you know as many as five seats in new york mm-hmm. it's, it's such a hypocrisy yeah so are, is the rnc doing any litigation on any uh, maps is that part of a strategy oh yeah we we're fighting back and we actually have a uh, redistricting trust that we have right now that's helping fund some of these legal fees we're working in conjunction with states to do so and provide backup resources so we're absolutely on offense too how so you mentioned earlier the outreach that the party is doing and i know this has come up uh in a lot of the postmortems after presidential races i think i remember michael Steele talking about this like i don't know 12 years ago or something so how exactly does the republican party make those inroads how do they attract uh more diverse population how do they speak that language that obviously has been missing for a very long time? Well, it's already started. Glenn Youngkin won 55% of the Hispanic vote in Virginia. But our message, we as Republicans are better ambassadors for the values of all Americans than the Democrat Party is. And that whether you're Hispanic, Black, Asian Pacific American, whatever it is, we are better ambassadors for the values of the vast majority of Americans. We just need to communicate it better. And we were doing that through community centers. We're recruiting better candidates, candidates who look like the American people and can speak to their communities. You know, we picked up 15 uh, U.S. House seats in the 2020 election. They were all minorities, women, or veterans. Hmm. Well, yeah, and and, uh, I think uh, there was a warning flare that went out. Did you see this story about the polling on the word latin x or latinx <laughs> did you see i'm sure you did what an insult <laughs> right <laughs> yeah like uh, we're going to come up with this word and then make you use it and oh and by the way they hate it so <laughs> like i i'm just like sometimes i do wonder who like how you rise how one would rise through the ranks in the democratic party to these levels that you get to make these decisions that are just so just obviously bad. <laughs> I'm curious. Well, it's, it's just in their DNA, frankly. They, they believe in a top-down approach. Republicans believe in the individual. And that's, that's if, if you could ask me to sum it up in, in a few words, that's it. Yeah, which makes it kind of difficult sometimes, though, to create um, a unified uh, party, I would think, because if everybody views themselves and thinks in terms as an individual, it, it's kind of like herding cats to some degree. Uh, there is a benefit on the other side. Well, don't forget the media's um, incentivized yeah. as the propaganda arm of the Democrat Party to make it appear like we're divided when, frankly, we're not. Every time Joe Biden or Nancy Pelosi open their mouths, we become more and more unified, and we're all focused on 2022. Yeah. Uh, hey, I appreciate the time. Uh, Tommy Hicks, the co-chair of the RNC, uh, you're welcome back anytime. Appreciate it. All right, guys. Thanks. Right. Have a great week.